heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Good afternoon and welcome again to Healing the Whole Person. My name is Susie McGinn your regular host on this particular program. And we have with us today, Father Robert Sears, SJ. Uh, Father Sears is the former president of ACT Heals. He's a specialist in family healing. He was a former uh, theology theology professor at the uh, Loyola University, Chicago. And he is a regular uh, contributor here at WSFI's Healing the Whole Person, which is why he's with us today. So he, we've had many, many months of wonderful programming and inspiration from him, and today will be no less, I'm not sure. His topic today, Father Sears' topic, is what opens us to the Holy Spirit, and how do we lose his presence? So uh, welcome, Father Sears, and uh, I'll let you get started. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Susie. Yeah, uh, we've just finished the, uh, you know, the preparation Lenten observances, and, and we're in the Easter season, so we're really preparing for Pentecost. There's and uh, the sending of the Holy Spirit. So, <clears throat> in the, we picked a topic that would be uh, appropriate for that time. What opens us to the Holy Spirit, and how do we lose his presence? So, the Holy Spirit actually is the forgotten person in the Holy Trinity oftentimes, because he has no particular name, as the Father and Son do. Yet the Holy Spirit springs from both the Father and the Son as one from one principle, as the Council of Florence put it. What does that mean, it's, Father? Uh, may I interrupt you? As from one principle. Uh, well, it, it means it's, it's, it means that they are joined together in their common love, and that's what get, breathes forth the Holy Spirit. Ah, okay. So the Holy Spirit isn't simply like the Father breathing the Son. But it's the it's the two. It's like father and mother breathing a children child. Mm. Okay, okay. So their union is what gives birth to the child. So the Holy Spirit, you might say, is the creative, the creativity, you might say, of the joint love of the father and the son is from one principle. Okay, good. Their joint love is united, and so the Holy Spirit's very personality is to unite per, two persons in the Trinity in one person. And the Holy Spirit in the church is to unite all the, all Christians in one person, namely the holy person, into the union with the holy, the holy family. So the Holy Spirit springs from that one principle, namely the union of the Father and the Son as from one principle. And when, when that one principle has been always there eternally, but Jesus, in a sense, as we'll see, really had to ascend he said the holy spirit had not come until he ascends into heaven and what he's ascending to he's bringing his humanity into union with the heavenly father and so the holy spirit can now be brought into human existence after the resurrection and ascension of jesus into heaven okay so that's the uh, nature of the holy spirit is not simply one person he's one person in many persons 
and brings those many persons into a single person, one person, into okay. the union with the Holy Trinity, in fact. Okay. That, that so where, where Mary Magdalene is told, say not to cling to me, for I've not yet ascended, ascended to my Father and to your Father, he's presupposing that he he can't he has to go and tell his brothers so that he has to ascend to the father in order for the holy spirit to come and in john's gospel that happens in the same day because in the evening jesus appears to the, the 11 disciples thomas is not there right uh, uh, and he uh, breathes on them and confers the holy spirit so yeah, of course, Judas is not there either, so it's really only ten disciples, and uh, the other Thomas was not there, so he came a week later. And so when the Holy Spirit came down and Jesus breathed on them as the Father breathed on the, you know, the Holy Spirit in the first creation, he's creating a new reality among the disciples. They now have the gift of whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven them. Whose sins you retain, they are retained. So he's given the, they're given the gift of forgiving sins, just as yes. Jesus did on the cross. Yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> so that, that's, that's a powerful thing. But it, it is. But it, but it actually didn't finish the, the work because they were still hiding behind closed doors because it was the, the next week when Thomas was present, the doors were still locked <laughs> and Jesus passed through them in his resurrected body and said peace be with you and it said told Thomas to come and put his hand in his side and his finger in his hand because he said unless I put my hand in his side and my finger in his palm I won't believe and Jesus said be not unbelieving but believe right. and Thomas you believed in me because you saw me blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed and so that's all of us isn't it exactly <laughs> we, exactly we haven't yeah. seen no. but we believe and we're coming together so <clears throat> this is uh it was the joint prayer actually of the apostles with the the women uh after the ascension that uh they were praying for the nine days, how we have novenas because of the nine days between Ascension and uh, the Pentecost. Uh -huh. And they were praying, interceding with Mary, so the, with, the, with the women, with, with also with uh, Jesus and his brothers and sisters, with the mother of Jesus, rather than his brothers and sisters, uh, who were close relations. It wasn't, you know, blood brothers and sisters, right. but close relations. And so they were all praying together, and that Jesus' death and resurrection seems to have given faith to his brothers because in John 7 it says that they, he was, if he was going to do these marvelous things, why doesn't he go there and show himself? Because it, John says, neither did they believe in him. Mm -hmm. They didn't believe in his uh, eternal truth. they just thinking of him in human understanding. Well, they didn't really have the full empowering of the Holy Spirit yet, did they? No, they right. didn't. And so there, there was a blockage in a sense. You know, there was still not that total uh, spiritual freedom that they, we need to believe fully yes, in what he teaches. Right. That's exactly right. And uh, I've 
when I was thinking of this topic, we we had a pilgrimage. We went to Israel, so I was in Israel. You're right. And I, I just like to reflect on on some of the things that touched me there in light of preparing for the Holy Spirit, because it it they fit. Because when <clears throat> we went to uh, to the Holy Land, the first thing that we did, we went to Nazareth and the Church of the Annunciation. And the Church of the Annunciation is where Mary received the call to become Jesus's mother when the angel Gabriel, you know, came and announced that she was the one. And there there's, there's the house that you probably, people have probably heard about this house that was transported from Israel to Italy. To Loretto, Italy. Angels, the house of Loretto. Yes. Right? And that's the the foundation of it is in the, the uh, this church of oh, the Annunciation. Oh, I never knew that. Okay. And it measures perfectly with the foundation of the churches in the <laughs> Italy, and it's actually made with the same kind of materials of the what was present at that day. Yeah. So it, they they landed it in it was around 700 or something where the Muslims were threatening to destroy a lot of property, and this was such important. Uh, you know, remembrance that they that angels took it and transported it to <laughs> to Italy. Isn't that wonderful? And it, yes. In four different places in Italy, and then finally they they where it is now on the house of Loretto, yes, you know, in Italy. So, but that's very important because actually Mary's Annunciation was the beginning of preparing the world for the Holy Spirit. Until Jesus himself became incarnate here the holy spirit couldn't ultimately be incarnate here but that was just the beginning for mary as it was for jesus because mary had to live the whole life of jesus in order to be the mediator of the life of jesus right. to the to the early church and to the apostles when jesus wasn't there anymore so that in, during that time, she told Louise Picaretta that she informed the disciples during the time of praying with them, you know, for the Pentecost. Right. She she would inform uh, the disciples about the life of Jesus, which she didn't talk about himself and his life much for the disciples. So she was, uh, you know, telling him about the flight into Egypt and that other things that happened during that time. And so it was part of her thing, but she couldn't be the mother of the faithful until she had been totally present to all Jesus's truth, because the the, the greatest truth that she had to be present at was the, was the passion and death of her. And so she, she felt she needed that she would be with Jesus when she could at that time. And so she was standing under the cross when he said, woman, behold your son. So that's when he made Mary mother of all the faithful, not right. just of Jesus. Right. Because Jesus, the beloved disciple was representative of all the disciples Jesus loved. Right, right. As it says in the first part of the 13th chapter of John, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. To which the is end. kind of uh, an introduction to the whole last part of John's gospel from 13 to 21 right. you know, the, end. the um, high priestly prayer yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. well the high priestly prayer was in John 17 but the, yeah. the, the fulfillment was on 21 when he said to Peter you know Peter do you love me right. my lambs again it's, it's, it's a love so the love is actually the, the union and the love is communicated 
and couldn't be communicated fully until we were united. That is, until what separated us, namely sin, was forgiven, until the death of Jesus on the cross, in other words. Right, right. And so Mary couldn't be the mother of all the redeemed if Jesus hadn't redeemed us at that point, you know. So. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> but I was just thinking, so, too, now the whole, going back to the Holy Spirit, uh, at the Incarnation, that was when she was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. So that's right. when the, Jesus became man, through the Holy Spirit and the fiat of Mary. And then I always feel that, and I'm sure I'm right, that the Holy Spirit was what um, empowered the resurrection because they always talk about the light on the shroud and all that, that, you know, that. So there was the same power that overshadowed Mary, overshadowed Jesus at the resurrection in the tomb and uh, empowered him to to come alive and come back in his glorified body. Well, the whole Trinity, of course, was involved in the resurrection. Right. Because he doesn't do it alone. But Jesus had to send with his humanity into heaven before the Holy Spirit could be incarnate on earth. In right. Other words. That's right. So, so it, 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 the Holy Spirit was involved in the whole process. And Mary was in, totally open to the Holy Spirit because she was living out of the divine will from her very conception because right. she had no sin. That's right. So, so that was... Uh, and she was so a spouse of the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And, but, yeah. but she was learning, just as the Holy Spirit was becoming humanized, you might say, as Jesus lived the full life. And it was only fully human. In other words, his mission wasn't fulfilled until the cross, which was when we were, uh, a, you know, kind of freed from sin. Saved. And freed to union <laughs> with the Father. Yeah. But that, that didn't take full hold until the sending of the Holy Spirit. So the fact that we have confirmation, for example, after baptism is precisely, in a sense, recognizing the difference between the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is empowering us not just to be healed, but to be in ministers, to be creative ourselves, right. just like the Holy Spirit is. That's right. So the Holy Spirit is working in us to touch other people so they become believers too. So whatever work God has given us to do, and and he's, each different people are different, you know. Yeah. So even the family itself is to create more believers in their children. And so parents are responsible in the Holy Spirit to educate their children into opening up to the faith so they can be creative then in God's spirit, etc. So everything is, in a sense, preparing us for communicating and continuing the ministry of Jesus into the world. So uh, let me mention some of the other things that, that, uh, we're gonna... that we did after that because they're all relevant in a sense. Okay, we're coming up against a, a hard break, as they say on television. Okay. <laughs> and um, so if you can hear that music. So yes. we're, you're um, for all our dear listeners, you're listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI-FM and WNDZ am in chicago and your our guest today is our very faithful and regular father robert sears uh helping us understand the ministry of the holy spirit through his presence in 
Our Lady and um, our Lord, while well, He was uh, uh, physically present here on earth, and now in us, so that we can carry on that message faithfully to all those that we encounter. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. And I, my name is Susie McGinn. Hello, this is Brian. I'm a volunteer here at WSFI Catholic Radio. I'm reaching out, letting you know why our expansion throughout the Chicagoland area is so vitally important to the new communities that we will be reaching. God has many tools of reaching individuals and bringing them to conversion. I believe Catholic Radio is one of the biggest tools God uses. One never knows who is listening and just who we will be reaching through the airways, whether it be bringing people back to Jesus and their faith or bringing people to meet Jesus for the first time. Catholic Radio is the key to evangelization. A prayer for deliverance with Father John Grigas, the rector of the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe at Marytown. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, the intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult or the New Age that might have infiltrated any of our listeners, their children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters of families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices and we invoke Mother Mary also and all the saints in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners and may they be broken in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit may he send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to free them and may our Mother Mary place her motherly mantle to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall Amen Are you retired or near retirement? Do you want to keep a larger amount of your assets in a safe place with guaranteed interest rates to protect yourself from a huge market swing? Are you amazed at how low the interest rates are at your bank? If you said yes to any or all of those questions, you may want to call me, Matt Tomlinson, at Catholic Financial Life to discuss our guaranteed fixed rate annuities. Call 847-548-MATT, 847-548-6288. Products not available in all states. Welcome again to Healing the Whole Person. My name is Susie McGinn, and our uh, contributor today, our illustrious uh, contributor, is Father Robert Sears, S.J. And we are uh, on the subject of uh, being empowered and filled and controlled and uh, using the Holy Spirit in marvelous ways. Jesus told us we were going to do greater things even than he did. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It's certainly not greater than his passion and death, but certainly many miracles, and we have so many opportunities for spreading the word. But we are using the power of the Holy Spirit, and so that is what Father is uh, communicating to us so beautifully today. So, Father, um, I invite you to go on uh, from where we left off, if you would. Yeah, so I was just saying that, that what we were experiencing in Israel, just as we came back from it before this uh, presentation, uh, we went next to Cana. And Cana actually, Mary explained to Louisa Picaretta that Jesus wanted to go to this marriage feast because the whole view of marriage had been uh, distorted because of original sin. And so he wanted to straighten it out. In, in marriage, for example, there was a f- whole week of celebration for the Jews. Right. And uh, the, the, the uh, spouse was king and high priest for the week. 
He wore a crown and had a seamless garment. Really? So there's a religious understanding of the marriage for the Jews, which carried over into the sacrament of marriage in Christianity. And so when when Jesus went to Cana and they didn't have any wine, the, the, the spouse was responsible for the wine so when Mary said to him they don't have any wine he he said what is that to me and to you my hour is not yet come and uh, she said well they were both living the divine will so she knew whatever response he would give would be right so she just said do whatever he tells you (laughs) right so she just surrendered it to Jesus and Jesus told them exactly what to do. There were six stone jars and fill them to the brim and take them out and take them to the head waiter and he'll just tell you what to do. Well, that's what they did. They filled the, you know, these stone jars, which equivalent was 150 gallons of the finest wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they filled them to the brim with water and he dipped them out and there was no prayer. He didn't, didn't answer a, a prayer prayer because they just did what he said. And Mary said, that if we just do what Jesus tells us to do, it will be done. That's right. Because That's right. we're simply letting him be the channel of the action through us. Right. And that's really the new situation that he's putting us in. And so what he did, and he fulfilled this, so Mary appears twice in John's Gospel, and this is fulfilled under the cross, because on the cross, Jesus was the high priest and the spouse of the church. And he wore a crown of thorns. Yes. And yes. he had a seamless garment yes. that they cast lots for. That's right, the bridegroom. Oh, I know. And He uh, was fulfilling what he had predicted at Cana. And it was, in that sense, the Holy Spirit was released. And it's, it's also the, the, the new view, or the, the deepened view, you might say, of the spiritual nature of marriage. It's meant to be giving God's grace, not human love only. So human love is the way it begins usually, but there's usually a crisis in marriage where you have to go through it and do something like dying on the cross for the other person. And then you're really loving each other in the Holy Spirit because Mm -hmm. it's unconditional. God's love is forever. And that's why there's no divorce in marriage because it's not God's love. It's supposed to be witnessing God's love because God is married to Israel. And that's the importance of marriage for Israel. It was a sign of God's presence to Israel. Mm -hmm. And that's the Holy Spirit. So it's when the Holy Spirit is really the the union of the love, then it is in the divine nature. That is, the marriage itself is a representation of the family of God, Mm -hmm. now in human form. Right. And in marriage, marriage we um, we get married by faith. And you, and it, actually, we enter every vocation by faith, not only marriage, but uh, in particular marriage, because you're uniting with another person that you you don't know what the future is going to bring uh, in your relationship. So it, right. it, it, well, it every, is every every in a sense that every call yes, and especially and yours too, of course. There's a vow made in religion. Yes, to, you know that for poverty, chastity, obedience until death do us part type of thing. So we are in a sense representing the religious are representing the state in 
heaven where there is no marriage or giving in marriage. In other words, there, the, we pray in the Our Father that your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Well, it's the union yeah. of heaven and earth that, that the religious are doing the heaven part of it and the, 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 you know, the people who marry are doing the earth part of it, but they're both uniting heaven and earth. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. And uh, I also... Um, uh, read something, uh, a book about, and a description of what the marriages were like in those days. And they, not only did they get married by faith, but it's my understanding that the bridegroom did not see the bride until the wedding day. Until, well, actually, until they were brought into the, uh, well, they had the ceremony, but actually they have a betrothal, and then they both prepare. He prepares the, uh, the home for them. She and her family prepares her, and then the, her parents bring her to him, and then the veil comes off, and they're united. And then, um, you know, but they, I don't believe he has physically seen her till the veil is lifted. Uh, well, they, they they did see each other at the marriage because, they, of course, the, he was chosen and she was, they went together, at least according to Louisa uh, and what Mary told Louisa, they went together to Nazareth. So, but they, oh, the, the, yeah. the uh, um, you know, the first bringing together and the choosing of the husband was considered to be the marriage, etc. Right. But also it wasn't uh, consummated until after the actual marriage ceremony and so that that's why in a sense joseph was really upset because here even though they were together and it was a marriage but but that it wasn't uh, consummated that he <clears throat> he was upset but how did she, how did she become pregnant you know yeah, right <laughs> and and that's where god tested him because he didn't tell him what was going on, and Mary didn't either, because she wasn't given permission by God, and she was only going to do what God wanted. So she was willing to let him go, and he was willing to go, and that's what Jesus, what, what God needed, that they were willing, they were only coming together because of God. Right. And so that's what God needed, that sign that he would be willing to really let it go. It wasn't simply a human type of thing he no. was wanted the vocation and so when the angel came then he of course was freed up he said don't be afraid to take mary as your wife right. because you're to name him because the husband was the one who in in israel named the child just like zechariah named john zechariah is the one that was asked to name john because they didn't believe elizabeth right <laughs> <laughs> his name Nobody is john family has got that name nobody's got that name in our family right. and then he got the pad of papers is John is his name and then he started to speak you know yeah so he was freed by that you could tell was the Holy Spirit was released yeah. so he was doing what uh, you know he was supposed to be doing namely the father gives the child the name right and, uh, and uh, the, God always used St. Joseph for the Holy Family he said take the child and his mother and go into Egypt Herod's you coming etc and come back again and do whatever directions the family got that was through St. Joseph. The only time that, that Jesus didn't do what his parents said was the finding in the temple. And he did that intentionally, and it was, that it was with God's, his father's guidance, because he only did what his father was telling him, uh, in order to 
show what would happen later on where he would have to really they would have to sacrifice Jesus in the cross right so that was what they went through in the finding in the temple did you know I had to be about my father's business he said right. and they didn't understand so Mary kept all these things pondering them in their heart so all of these are steps you might say in the process of growing up into the full understanding of Jesus and therefore ability to let the Holy Spirit become humanized. That is a reality in humanity. Right. The next, Which is the what next thing it, we went to, I just want to speak because these, this one is important. We went to Peter's church on the banks of the Sea of Galilee yeah. after Cana. Yeah, I never knew and, there was a Peter's church. I, yes. I, I knew the one in Capernaum where his mother-in-law was, uh, but... Yeah, you know, that's the one in, in Capernaum. Oh, that's is the one. Oh, okay. No, no, no. There was, this is a different one. All right. This is one in Topka that uh, it's a place kind of on the way to Capernaum. It's it's somewhere in between Tiberias and, and okay. Capernaum. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's on the seesaw. And it's celebrating where the miracle of the the Jesus appearing to the fishermen, you know, in the John 21. Uh huh. And so this is where Jesus asked Peter three times, "Do you love me?" You know, and uh, Peter was upset in the third time because, of course, he had denied him three times. And so Jesus uh, said, "Do you love me?" And Peter then changed his 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 tune he said lord you know uh, that i love you and in other words he didn't trust himself at the end just as he realized probably that he had denied him three times because he had said before he would lay down his life for him but his knowledge isn't what jesus jesus told him no you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows so Peter realized even this was true, that he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus said the third time, feed my sheep. So he restored him to being, you know, the head shepherd because he could acknowledge his sin. There's nobody that didn't have sin. Of course, he couldn't pick anybody else because, as he said to you know, the rich young man, no one is good except God. So we're all needed to be forgiven. But Peter was willing to acknowledge it. And it was such an obvious of uh, sin. And it, it tore him apart. He wept bitterly after he recognized that he'd sinned like that. Oh, I know. And, and so he was hurt very deeply. And Jesus wanted him to be acknowledged and to acknowledge the sin and to realize that he had to be focused on Jesus in order not to be sinning and that's important for us in order to receive the Holy Spirit we have to really let the Holy Spirit bless us right. and so in, in other words when when we pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit I, I uh, you know was charismatic I am kind of charismatic and uh, when I was first getting in touch with it uh, you know, it was at Fordham University, and I didn't know too much. And I had postponed getting, uh, praying for the gift of tongues because it, I saw it as a gift of, uh, you might say, ostentation or something like yeah. that. And I was more a retiring person, so 
I was two years was director of the prayer group and didn't pray in tongues, so oh. they were kind of embarrassed by their <laughs> director. I think <laughs> I was away for one week, and somebody t- informed me, no, that it wasn't ostentation. It was a gift of a child speaking to his parents. It's a gift of intimacy. Yeah, because it, children it, babble, but the ch- parents know what they mean. It's a submission <laughs> to the yes. will, to God. And so this this yeah. is our willingness to just babble before the Lord, and He knows what it means. He knows what it means. And so yeah. the gift of tongues, and so I really wanted it because I knew that I needed the gift of intimacy, and so I asked for it when I got back, and they prayed for me, and I got the gift of tongues, and then, <laughs> then they told me afterwards that, well, I was away, they prayed that I would ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> you so, know, I, well, you, I thought, have, um, you have a statement in your... that was pretty... That pretty is... That is a beautiful answer to prayer. I, and, and then it needed the community's prayer to actually affect it. Right, that's right. <laughs> yes. You, know, yes. so you so wrote were... something here in your notes that I just love. Uh, you said, we may fail, as Peter did, but that failure can lead to a deeper truth that God's call for us presupposes the humble self-knowledge that God is the author and source of grace grace life that flows from our response to God's call. And, it's when and, we let go yes, and I let said, God Amen to that. <laughs> that he can act, right, exactly. Yeah, that's right. He can't act if, it, if we're going to get proud about it. No. Because uh-uh. that would just be the opposite of the Holy Spirit. Because yeah. Jesus is totally humble. Right. Look what he what look what look he was willing to do in order to let the, us be transformed and forgiven. Uh, make an, you know, terribly humiliated on the cross. You could hardly be worse, naked, you know, tormented and everything suffering for us because that's what we're running away from those those deep pains and he wants to show us that he identifies with us and doesn't blame he only loves us god only loves right he doesn't need us to repent in order to love us he we he we can't stop him from love us loving us no matter what we do no he's already forgiven everything right and so Jesus is like the Holy Spirit. He's forgiven everything. We just need to believe. And he said in John 6, what is the work that pleases God? And Jesus said, this is the work that pleases God, that you believe in the one he sent. Yes. It's not a work. It's a simply letting God work in us and believing it, that he wants to do it. And it's a work of love. And so... The next thing we went to was the, was the Bethlehem, actually. We, we went down to Bethlehem and where Jesus was born. And this time we, we were close right to the Church of the Nativity. We, the, the hotel was connected to it. And so we could go into the place where Jesus was born and was celebrated uh, when nobody else was there. So when I was there and I just had the sense that as Mary was giving birth to, to Jesus, she was giving birth to me in the, in, in the oh, faith. Oh, that, how beautiful. It, oh. it kind of renewed my sense of being reborn into the Holy Family. And yeah. to, this is the beginning, you might say, of our transformation when we know that we're choosing Mary as our mother and we're choosing Jesus and the Heavenly Father and St. Joseph as our uh, human father. We've already then, I always, always now choose our human parents.
parents first unconditionally out of all possible parents and then we choose Mary as the healing of them because our human parents were sinners just like the rest of us, you know? Mm-hmm. And we that's just the first way that we're brought into the notion of healing is that we experience the, the same problems that our parents had. That's right. And, and, and in letting Jesus heal us in Mary because now we have a new mother with, who's without sin and a new father, Heavenly Father, and St. Joseph, who's the next thing to Mary is without sin, because they had to be partners of each other perfectly. And, and you can see that in the book on Joseph, you know, the, the father. life of St. Joseph. Can you hear that music? <laughs> oh, are we that far away? We are, you know. This is so I beautiful. Have, I have 12 minutes or 15 minutes. Oh, we do. Oh, we, oh, wonderful. Okay, we'll be right back. I'm sorry. Forgive okay. me. I'm looking at the, uh, wrong, the wrong clock here. We'll be back in a few minutes. Okay. Hello, I'm Scott Hahn from Franciscan University of Steubenville in Ohio. Catholic Radio is essential for the new evangelization. It reaches people who are not necessarily going to darken the doorways of a local parish, but they'll be driving by, and you can recommend it. You can even turn it on when you've got a passenger in the car. Catholic Radio deserves your support as well. Not only your prayer support, but also your financial aid. So I encourage you all, get involved and spread the word. God bless you. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Welcome back to Healing the Whole Person. I'm so glad we have more time because we're just into a a wonderful part of Father's presentation. He was just talking about his experience when he was at the birthplace of Jesus in Bethlehem and how he felt that he had been uh, reborn in a way through, and um, what is the word you used, Father? It was... um, uh, with Mary, how she reconceived, I think that's the word you used. Reconceived, yes. Yes, right. Because how, we have to be reconceived all the way from the beginning because it was in our conception that uh, the original sin was communicated to us through by our parents, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> I made a decision in the womb right away almost that I won't be a burden. So I was trying to save myself already in the womb. And I didn't give that up for 87 or 87 years, really, actually, ultimately. <laughs> I, I had to let <laughs> You're myself not that be old. a burden because it wasn't my problem. God yeah. Yeah. chose that family for me because he said in uh, Jeremiah 1.5 that before I placed you in the womb, I knew you. Uh-huh. And so I somehow knew actually that I was being placed in the womb and I didn't even want to get placed in the womb. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so how did I know that? Well, because God knew me before he put me in the womb. Our parents don't create us. God created us. That's right. And he put us in the womb. He chose the family for us. So that's what we needed to do. And so then after after uh, that experience, uh, we went also that the two disciples 
uh, we went to Jerusalem actually that after Bethlehem and then we went to the Holy Sepulchre and that was where the uh, another important event was taking place because the patriarch was celebrating the Easter vigil we were doing it in the morning rather than the evening because there were six competing different uh, you know, churches that were celebrating or sharing the Holy Sepulchre, so they had to arrange who was going to do what, when. <laughs> and uh -huh. so, but anyway, at the end part of it, where he was going around baptizing people, I experienced again the baptism of Jesus, you might say, and that was really a baptism where the Holy Spirit took over his life, you know, yeah. and sent him into the desert to be prepared for ministry. And so I, I really felt like God was renewing my own say, baptism in the Spirit and that he would be present with me all during my years of ministry. And so that's, he had been, obviously. Oh, of course. And, yes. Uh, <clears throat> so it was a time so of great was another, Thanksgiving. Uh, kind of opening to the importance of the Holy Spirit, not just in our original, but also in the ministry that we're given. So every, every ministry is part of our um, call is uh, Ephesians in the second chapter, the tenth verse says that you know God, before the foundation of the world, prepared us uh, for certain works that we might walk in them. Right. And so the gifts that we have and the reason why we have that particular family or whatever it is is aligned with the works that God wanted us to to be a part of and that's I found that would be totally true for me so everything I experienced in my uh, difficulties in the family showed me that I could make a decision in the womb and that a lot of people do yeah. <laughs> and that that has to be renounced because God waits for our changing the decision he won't go against our freedom in other words mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's part of also preparing for the Holy Spirit and the way of blocking the Holy Spirit is simply to do our thing. Right, to sin, <laughs> to, to sin, right. Yes, because yeah. then we're making ourselves God. We we're can't putting our, ourselves, ourselves on the throne of our lives, as they exactly. say. Right, exactly. and pushing Jesus off to the side and yes. letting, instead of letting him be in control. That's right. Yes. Right. So and, as we prepare for Pentecost, in a sense, we really need to get in touch with all the ways that we have to ask for forgiveness, that for for getting in God's way and for taking over. And we don't want to do that because that's what Peter did when he thought he would give his life for the Lord. Well, he's very good-willed, but we can't do it. No, no. <laughs> and so Jesus was showing him that, and that he, when he learned that, then he could be put in that important position. Otherwise, it would have led to pride, and it would have been a harm, harm for him. Yeah, yeah. So we, we have to be humbled by God using us, and the more we're humbled, the more he can give us. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Mary said, he looked on the lowliness of his handmaid, and henceforth all generations will call me blessed. blessed. simply a fact. He wasn't boasting about it. No. She, she was the lowliness because he raises up the lowly, but that's the, you know, the, the proud be turned away. And every time we say the Hail Mary, we call her blessed. Right? Yes. Amen. Yes. So there, there. Right. Right. Amen. Yeah. Well, then I went to the one oh. other event that Emmaus, I Emmaus, I want to hear about this. I didn't even know they knew where Emmaus was. I thought it uh, was... Oh, yeah. Well, they think they do anyway. And they've, they've, they've got a, 
uh, excavations there. And so outside the excavations, we went there on Monday, was it after our uh, time with Easter, etc. Easter, and, yeah. And mm -hmm. we, we were going home uh, that evening. So we went there on Monday, and there was a, a excavations, and this is the first time I'd seen those. And outside, they had a place there if they could have an altar, and they had people, and so there were about three bishops and a number of priests, and and uh, about 60 or 70 people. And it was just a lovely situation, because the bishop who celebrated the Mass uh, spoke four different languages, Latin and you know, oh my Arabic goodness. and French and English. Did he use <laughs> them because all? Because there were representatives, all those in in the group, and uh -huh. so it was like he was reaching out, like the, the many tongues of. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody understood. Isn't that beautiful? And it was so yes. lively because the the uh, the music ministers were just two Arabic speaking people. One had a kind of a, a looking guitar with, with a round bottom and everything. You probably, it's a different instrument. I don't know exactly what the like name Like a mandolin was. or maybe? But there was something maybe, uh, but it was like a guitar, but it was uh, anyway, very lively. And so at the end, they were everybody was jumping and dancing and it was, it was really <laughs> You really too, Father? <laughs> celebration. I said, well, this is wonderful good send off, you know. <laughs> this is what it must have been like and when the Holy Spirit did come down, they just grew in great joy there. and celebration. They were free, free. Yes, yes and right. I think that's free and free in Jesus. Yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah. All of these things are what God wants because yeah. He is full of joy. Whenever Mary appears to the seers in Metagorgia, she's always happy, but she's also sad. But she's, you know, and she's always opening to pray for them and to thank you, my children, for responding to my call. She's yes. so grateful that we respond because right. God can't do anything if we don't respond. That's right. That's we don't right. give him permission. No. He can't do it. We're not his puppets. We, he, we, he gave us a, a very loving gift called free will. To we can choose and or, he wants us or not very choose. much to intercede for people because the end is not that far off. It That's looks right. like That's in many right. ways things are getting so bad. Right. And so he wants to wants us to pray that people who don't believe, that is, they don't know God's love, that they would learn God's love and that they would want to, uh, you know, convert and turn to open to receive all that God wants to give because he. That's all he loves. He just wants to share everything with us that that we could receive. He wants He's to give us everything. Our human yeah. Nature. Right. That's right. So we'll share the joy that is is God if we could turn to Him. Just so if tell we could us. Just, maybe just right now, just ask God to renew in us that commitment and that love of God and that that healing would flow down for wherever anybody needs it right now. Right. So, Lord Jesus, we... Let's pray for pray. Megan, Father, too, um, Diane's granddaughter, who okay. suffered a stroke yeah. yesterday. All yes, right. so you'll, you'll email me the information. I will, that. yes. Yeah, but okay. please include her in your prayer right now. That, please. Okay, so okay. we bring that to you, Lord, especially with all the other prayers that we are praying for everybody that's listening and everybody who needs that prayer, that they would open their hearts to receive the totally gratuitous but so desirous love of god who loves us all his dear children and mary always says my children 
Thank you for responding to my call. So let us open our hearts to respond and open to Mary's call because she is, as it were, the embodiment of the Holy Spirit. She is the freedom and the way to mediate the love of God in a way that each of us can receive and understand. So we open to you and to receive that, Lord. And we ask that we might not try to take that into our own hands, but that we just surrender ourselves to you and let you take care of everything. As you are restoring us to living the divine will, as Adam and Eve were called to do it before they sinned. You want to restore that because God's gifts and call are irrevocable, Paul says. We want to open to let him gift us and transform us into children of God, brothers and sisters of Jesus, and having our mother as Mary, our Heavenly Father, and St. Joseph as our human representative of the Heavenly Father, as he was for Jesus, will be for us also. We pray that through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online.